I'm going to read Hosea 4 and 6, but I really want to read it in different versions so that we can have a better understanding of what this scripture is saying. Let's start off in the New King James Version. The New King James Version of Hosea 4 and 6, it says, My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. The King James Version says, My people perish for the lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also will reject you from being priests for me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. And then I want to go to the Amplified Version of this. The Amplified Version says, My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge of my law and where I reveal my will. Because you, the priestly nation, have rejected knowledge, I also will reject you from being my priests. Since you have forgotten my law of the law of your God, I will also forget your children. And the last version I want to read of this, and that last translation is the NLT version. And it says, my people are being destroyed because they don't know me. Since you priests refuse to know me, I refuse to recognize you as my priests. Since you have forgotten the laws of your God, I will forget to bless your children. This right here is a very, very powerful scripture. Every scripture in the word of God is powerful. But this one particularly, the Lord places on my heart today to speak on this because I want us to be curious about God. Be curious about who he is, his character, his ways, his thought process, the strategies, and most of all, be curious about the word of God. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And some of the things that we are seeking in life have nothing to do with God. And we are being persuaded and we are being distracted and we are being pulled by things that look like they can be God. But they're not God because we don't know who God is. In this scripture, it says, my people perish. The King James Version says, my people perish because of the lack of knowledge. It doesn't mean that they don't know God is that they don't have enough. We don't have enough. Are we holding on to a form of God or a small bit of information that we have held of God, have known about God for however many years and we have not decided to learn more of him, know more of his grace, his love, his mercy, how he communicates all the beauty of God, even the intricacies of the heavenly realm. Have we jumped into that and say, I want to know more of him. And the first place I'm going to go is to prayer and through scripture. Let's talk. Welcome back. Welcome back. I am so excited that you are back. If you are new here, this is Conquer Me Podcast. I'm Jennifer Jefferson. Please uh, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast. We down, um, something comes out every week. I was going to say we download every week. No, we release a new episode every week. Um, there are times where we will take a break and I always announce when we're going to take a break and how long we're going to take a break. And Really, it is something that my husband and I, we are always praying for this podcast and God, how do we move in this? Because at the end of the day, this is for him. This was inspired by him. God gave this to me in prayer. And it is something that I always want the believers and those who want to get to know him. Maybe you're not a Christian, but you're like, I just want to know more of him. But the thing is, I want you to know 
more of him through the truth, which is the word of God and through um, really diving and seeking after him. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about curiosity. I want us to be curious about God. Please be so curious about him where you just want to seek and know more of him, where you see his presence in so many various things that you would have never thought. And let me tell you something. The more you become curious about God, and you become more knowledgeable of of him through his word. And I want to make sure I'm clear on this. Through scripture understanding, through scripture understanding, you will find that your mindset is beginning to change. The way that you communicate is beginning to change. Things that you used to stress over is now alleviated. You're not even worrying about certain things. Certain things you have a different perspective You move differently. All of these things happen because you said, God, I want to know you because here's the truth. If we as a creation begin to know the creator more, who we were made in his image, then that means we have more understanding of who we are and how we're supposed to operate. I'm no longer going off of past scenarios or what maybe society may say or even what the church may say. Right. All of these things I am no longer going after. I'm going after what my heavenly father, what my creator, what the one who holds my life in his hand, the one who gives me the joy and peace, the ability to even turn on this mic and record a podcast. The very breath that I am breathing, that is God himself. I want us to be very, very encouraged and inspiring. And I'm praying even now as I'm talking for the Holy Spirit to give me words that will spark something in you to say, I need to know the word of God more. Just from an understanding perspective, from a curiosity perspective, not from a perspective to prove a point of yours, but just to say, you know what? I just want to know him. I started off the podcast reading Hosea four and six and that scripture. um, I remember the first time I really read it and it just kind of stuck in me, just really hit me for a lot of things. And the King James version, because I'm a kid who grew up uh, with only the King James version, a lot of scriptures, I only know the King, the King James versions. Right. And so so when I know uh, now, because we're in a different era, different time, there's so many different versions. Um, so a lot of people will quote the scripture differently. But I always like to go back to King James and then go to New King James just to have a different understanding. But I love the different versions of the scripture to see what the context is, Because sometimes different translations of the word of God, not all of them, let's just be real, not all of them, but some of them, they really do have a beauty of really um, explaining the heart of the scripture. Maybe something that's a little bit more easy for us to understand in today's terminology, right? In today's term. But in Hosea 4 and 6, when he said, my people perish for the lack of knowledge, that has always stuck to me. And I said, wait a minute. People are dying, wasting away, um, not living to the fullness because they do not have knowledge of God. And then the Lord had to really show me through study time 
that it's not that they don't have knowledge. They have limited knowledge of me. Think about it. Whenever there is a lack of something, you do have it, but you just don't have enough. So if you are, let's say you're baking a cake, you have all of the ingredients, but you lack the amount of sugar that you need. You realize that you only had, let's see, I don't know what the uh, what a, a baker, I know there's some bakers out there and you guys know exactly what the recipe is. So it's like, if you have only a half of what you need, you're like, ah, I need more of this. Lack is just meaning you don't have enough. So God is saying that my people do not have enough knowledge of me. They have knowledge of me, but not enough, right? And so what is the knowledge of God? Knowledge of God is number one, having a relationship with him. Yes, you have a relationship through Jesus Christ for those who are saved. So he's like, I have now relationship. I have now communion with him. But do I truly know God? Am I on this journey to discover his ways? And really the best way to know God is to know his word. Now, there are people who know the word of God. When I say they know the word of God, I'm talking about they know it's scripture for scripture. There are people who are not even Christians who know the Bible better than some Christians. So you need to know the word of God, but you also need to have an open heart to the Holy Spirit so he can give you understanding. In Proverbs, I want to say is in Proverbs 2, but in Proverbs, it says, let wisdom be the principal thing, but in all thy getting, getting understanding. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, this is one of the many scriptures that I have, I have said over and over and over and over. They're saying that wisdom is a great thing. And in the beginning of Proverbs, Proverbs 1, I, I believe it says, um, and, I'm, and I'm paraphrasing, Proverbs 1, it says that the fear of God starts with wisdom. So that means there's a reverence and an appreciation that I have with God to even obtain his wisdom and obtain his knowledge. And to obtain him, I first have to be in awe and really respect who he is and love who he is. I know I'm in a position right now in a season right now where I am learning more of God. And one thing that I'm learning to do is remove the um, taught judgment that I have I guess, learned along the years, meaning if someone looks like this, if they walk like this, if they do this thing, if they do that, then they are not a Christian. And so what's interesting is I have been noticing how people will say you so-called Christians. Or aren't you supposed to be a Christian? They supposed to be saved. I'm like, wait a minute. We literally have no authority to determine if someone is saved or not. Now, yes, the Bible does say um, to know them, you judge you judge the uh, the tree by the fruit that it bears. But that is to know them, not determine if they have salvation or not. Salvation is confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. So, yes, if someone says that they are saved, I can only say, well, God, I pray that they are. And my job is as a brother, as a sister in Christ, 
for those listening, the brothers, the brother in Christ, and for us as women, a sister in Christ, is to encourage them to continue to follow the ways of God. It is not my position to say, oh, you're saved and you're not saved. I don't know who really has the heart of Christ. Now, we can sit here and look at the tree. We can sit here and look at the fruit of the spirit and discern that through the Holy Spirit. But at at the end of the day, we don't have the final say so. I want to make that clear. So, but I'm learning to learn God, learn God differently, right? Learn that even when God is chasing after me, he's chastising me, is is, let it be something that is a testing season or a wilderness season, or let it be something that is just like how we talked about um, the past few episodes. We we went through this, a three-part series, really, really a four-part series about um, Jesus being tested when the Holy Spirit sent him to the wilderness to be tested for 40 days and 40 nights. And one of the episodes I talk about wilderness is usually a form of testing is you're in a dark place, a desolate place. You're, you feel like you're all alone, but it's a time where you're really be, t- where God is testing you within your faith. Now he's not doing that just because he is just this, I don't want people to think that God is this mean God, that he's up there saying like, let me see how much they truly love me. Let me see if they really going to follow me. No, he's doing that because he understands what you are truly made of and what, what you can accomplish through him, through Christ Jesus. When we quote the scriptures, uh, Philippians 4 and 6, that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We are the wilderness and, and the dark times and being uh, chastened or disciplined or the consequences is a moment through Christ for me to be strengthened and for me to say, yes, I can do all things. Look how loving and amazing God is. We as parents, we discipline our children because we understand if I can teach you how to clean your room properly, how to manage your money properly, how to engage with people properly, how this is a great tool to have so you can succeed in life. Now imagine that as our heavenly father, Our heavenly father does not just do things for any reason. There's always a rhyme and a reason. There's always a purpose, but it's always for the greater of him and the greater of us. The greater of us. My people perish for the lack of knowledge. The last version that I read, I like that one because... It was the um, the NLT version. And I felt like it, it really speaks to, um, I guess, the language that we use today. And it says again, my people are being destroyed because they don't know me. Have you ever known someone and you thought you knew them and then they, they've done something differently and you're like, oh, I don't know that part of you. And sometimes it's like, well, you didn't know that until you asked or until you around them on a consistent basis. I know that, and you should know that, that there are some people that will only see and only want to see you in one side. Are we like that with God? We only want to see him as this, and you fill in the blank in whatever your this is. There was a study that I read a a while ago and I I wish I would have pulled it up before recording the podcast because um, 
I don't know how I stumbled across it, but it was really interesting to see the way that specifically Americans viewed God. There was this view to where a certain percentage of Americans viewed him as very um, distant. He was removed. You know, he was up here, you know, basically he's up on high, just judging us left and right. Just sending people to uh, uh, to hell left and right. Okay, you can come on into heaven. No, you going straight to hell, right? And so that was like, that's the only perspective they had of them, out of God. And then there's another perspective to where people are like, well, no, I see him as my my friend. Someone, another perspective is I see him as my father, right? And so it's all of these things. But when we really look at it, God is so big, And it literally is a lifetime to discovering who he is. There is never enough knowledge that we can gain or obtain of God. But have we decided that I'm just going to be comfortable and knowing him as this? Then I will wonder, is this who you are even in your life? Are are you even trying to discover new things about yourself? new things about your family. One of the habits that I've had, and there's nothing but the Holy Spirit that really places in my heart. My husband and I have been married for 17 years. Thank you, Jesus. And even when we have date night, one of the things was I made a conscious decision to stop talking about business and the kids, right? (laughs) Because we do run a business and we've been in business for a very long time, um, for some years now. I love, I truly do. I love business. I love the concept of business. I love the fact that you can create something out of nothing and create these big, big, big empires. I'm the type of person where I watch the history channel on the cars that made us, meaning made USA, the food that made USA, all of these staple things that started over a hundred years ago and they still have an impact today. Like I, while I love watching those documentaries because it's so interesting to me. Um, so I really do have an, a thirst for business, even with science and earth, all of these things, things about creation, I just really appreciate. And I decided a long time ago that I was not going to, even though my husband and I have been together for a while, that I wasn't going to be comfortable in my marriage. So one of the ways I thought about was like, okay, when we first got together, I asked a lot of questions. Now, my husband is not naturally a person who asks questions. That's just not who he is, but that's who I am. I ask a lot of questions. I sit back and I observe and I say, well, why did you do that? Hey, would you like to do that? Hmm, what is this? Like, that's just how I am. And so I decided that if I continue to ask questions, that means I'm still discovering something new of my husband. Like, oh, I didn't know that you really like that. Well, this is something that we should explore together. So I think about that. Some of us, the reason why we're not doing certain things within our, our, our faith walk is because we have become very complacent and unfortunately spiritually dead in our lives. So now you're just kind of like a walking zombie. But I want you to be so curious about God to where you can be so full of life. I am on this journey to conquer me through Jesus Christ. 
to conquer me through Jesus Christ. I want to have the fullness of joy, the fullness of life here on earth. Yes, we are promised for eternal life. The moment we have salvation, we have now eternal life. But I want the fullness. Jesus says that I have come that you may have life and have life more abundantly. I want to be overflowing of his joy, overflowing of his peace, overflowing of his character, his ambition, his boldness, all of the things that make Jesus even the way that he is so compassionate and giving, right? God changed my very character. But in order for that to happen, I have to become curious about God. We have to become curious about him, curious about his word. I want to read this scripture that is found in Psalms. In Psalms uh, 138.2, it says this. I will worship towards your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. David is saying in Psalms that God has magnified his word over his name. Well, we know that his name has power and his strength. His name at every, every knee shall bow at the name of Jesus. We understand that. But what's so interesting is I have this book called The Name of God. And it has all the various names that, that God is called. Think about it in the Old Testament. It says, and if those don't know, please read the Old Testament. It will say the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, right? So it's like you were the God of these people, the God of our ancestors. So we have, he is the Lord of hosts. He is the Prince of Peace. It's all of these names that God has. But he said, in Psalms 138, the lat, the 138 and 2, the latter part says, for you have magnified your word above all your name. Why would God? It doesn't mean that his name is second. I want to make that clear. But he's letting us know that his word, because it says that, his, that the word of God, it is God. I want to find that scripture because I want to make sure it's clear. John 1 and 1, it says, in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word, uh, and the, um, excuse me, John 1 and 1, because I skipped over a part. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So God is saying, I am magnifying the word over me because God is saying the word is me. The word in flesh is Jesus Christ. The word of spirit is the Holy Spirit. So he's saying, if you really want to know me, know my word. My people perish for the lack of knowledge. My people are dying because they don't know me. My people are being easily swayed because they don't know me. My people are being easily caught up in a lot of things because they don't know me. My people are living in condemnation because they don't know me. My people are not living healthy lives because they don't know me. My people are not having healthy relationships and marriages because they don't know me. It is not, I'm not saying that you don't know who God is. Cause I know I could hear somebody like, no, I know who God is. But is it the God of five years ago? And it does not dismiss that. But have you said, let me know you better. Think about it. The first time you met God, let's say you, 
came into the faith or even you were raised in a faith. You were raised as a Christian or you came into the Christian as a Christian, let's say 10, 15 years ago. 10, 15 years ago. And if someone comes to you still talking about whatever happened 15 years ago, you will look at them like, are you crazy? I have changed since then or I have matured or there's more to me than that. That's all God is. That's not God is saying there's more to me than that. This is why he said there's a lack of knowledge. Because some of the things that we are struggling with or we don't understand. And, and because, like I said earlier, because I do have this heart for business, I, there was like this hole there. I kept reading books about business. I'm reading books about finances. I'm doing all this stuff, taking classes and we're implementing stuff. And I'm like, God, why does this always this? I feel like there's this emptiness. And then it was like the Holy Spirit was like, well, you need to understand scripture and business. I was like, oh, hello. I need to understand because see, I declared and I made this prayer and I said it unto the Lord. Lord, I want to know you in all aspects of everything. Take me to a place that I've never been before in you. I've prayed that so many times. The first time I prayed this prayer and I know it was nothing but the Holy Spirit that placed it on my heart. I said, Lord, I want to know you what it looked like before sin entered into this world. What? I would have never thought about that. That was nothing but the Holy Spirit. So there is this beauty that is there. So God is like removing the lens and removing the junk off of my eyes and the, and the mess out of my ears so I can hear him and the pureness of him, the truth of him, instead of it being um, ciphered or filtered through trauma or filtered through um, um, a black experience or a woman experience or, or a Pentecostal experience or a non-denominational experience or a Koji experience or someone who grew up or the American experience. No, 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 no. I just want to know you in the purity of you outside of all that. Now, here's the truth. To be determined in your mind and in your heart that you will know God and that you will increase your knowledge. And you have said, I'm going to study. I'm going to pray. I'm going to deep dive. I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to do all this stuff. And even in this, and let me be clear, even as you are studying the word of God and as you come across different uh, material to support the word of God, to give you further understanding in that, still pray. Still ask God, is this your will? Should I listen to this person? Should I read this book? Should I do this? All of these things, because we want to be in the will of God that is going to guide us to his beauty and fullness of him. Please believe. There are people under the banner of uh, Christian in Christ who do not have the heart of Christ. Unfortunately, there's too many people who are building their kingdom and not spreading God's kingdom. That kingdom come that will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. That is what Jesus told the disciples. That is our job. That kingdom come that will be done here on earth as it is in heaven and bring it out to the world. The great commission, go out, go out, go out. So even in that, pray in all things so that so that you won't uh 
add confusion or bring confusion into your life or bring uh, ideologies and false teachings into your life that God never desired for you to. This is why it is so important to really seek him along the way in all thy things, getting understanding. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. So in everything I'm seeking him, I'm searching, I'm looking. I am constantly seeing God, is this you? Is this your heartbeat? Is your character? Is this your knowledge? Be curious about God, even in how you move. See God in you. See God in your family, even in the craziest stuff. See him, see him, because he said, I will never leave you or forsake you. David has said, even if I make my bed in hell, you are still with me. I'm sorry. What? That is how loving and compassionate God is. What's the song? There's a song that said, and he chastens after me. I can't remember as I'm, I'm kind of remembering this song, (laughs) but I'm not. But it was like, basically God, he really does desire us. And he desires this beautiful relationship with us. But we reject the seeking. We reject the study time. I get it. I promise you, I have been there far too many times that I can really count to. I was like, real talk, God, I just want to go ahead and scroll on this uh, on my phone for too many hours and do nothing. I want to watch this dumb movie. I want to watch this silly television show. All of these things. When I felt the Holy Spirit pulling at me, pulling at my heart. And I was just like, and the Lord's like, I'm trying to talk to you. I want to give you some nuggets. You prayed, say, Lord, I want to know you. So I'm answering you, but I need you to heed to my call. Do not harden your heart. So I thank God for his grace and his mercy. How he continues to allow me to just to continue to breathe and say, look, I'm a gracious God. I'm, I'm answering your prayers. Are we curious about God? And I'm saying this because there are a lot of people, if we look at that scripture that I read in Hosea 4 and 6, and he talked about the priests. Unfortunately, there are too many people who have the title of uh, pastor, teacher, preacher, bishop, uh, apostle, prophet, prophetess. There's a lot of titles within um, the Christian world that I was not even aware of. Uh, Some of these are not biblical, but amen. But I I think I just listed off the ones that are all um, biblical. There are a lot of people who are in these positions within the church. um, And unfortunately, they're not teaching the word of God. They are being used, influenced uh, by their pride, the enemy in some form, and they may not know it. Some of them truly may not know it. So I'm not, I don't want to go into this blame game, but there are, but then there are a lot of people who are so on fire for God and they are teaching the word of God and they're doing what God is calling them to do. And so, but I'm saying all this to say, it is our duty to, to still pray for those individuals, but it's also our responsibility to do the work. We still have to go and search the word of God for ourselves. If something resonates with your spirit, even if it felt good, you still want to say, God, this felt good. I want to learn more of it. Dive me to the word. Dive me to it. There's plenty of times where people have misquoted scriptures, knowingly or unknowingly. Now, if people have done knowingly, then that's when we're like, oh, Father, in the name of Jesus. Because we have to remember that the enemy, one of the things that he is good at is twisting words. That's what we talked about in um, the last series when we were talking about the temptations. He twisted the word of God. 
he quoted a lot of parts of it, but he removed certain parts of it. But if I did not know that, I would not know that number one, he was quoting the scripture. And also, I didn't know that it would, that it was also a lie, right? So there's some things that we are lacking and God is saying, I want you to live in the fullness of me. I want you to have this peace that surpasses all understanding. I decide he is so loving and so gracious and to where truly we can't even quantify it. We can't even give it the right words for it. Sometimes my heart's desire is like, Lord, increase my vocabulary so I can really learn how to describe your love for us, for this human. Because he said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He loved everyone. God loves everyone, 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 everyone. But do we know that? Do we know that in how we treat people? Do we know that in how we talk to people? Do we know that in even how we think of others? Even your enemy, God says, I still love him. That's why he sent Jesus. He said, I love this world so much. I created humans. I created this world. I created all of this. There has to be a level of curiosity that will never, never, never be blown out. I know the Lord even checked me on it last year. In prayer, the Lord said, Jennifer, you used to be so curious about me. What happened? And I was like, oh. Not me. Stop asking about God. I was so inquisitive. God, show me this. What is that? What do you mean by that? What? 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 I was going through a season where it seemed like a lot was going on. I just became drained. I will read the word, but I was just reading because I knew I needed to read the word. So I'm saying all this. Do not live in a place of perish. Don't live in a place to where you are lacking the knowledge and God has given you access to knowledge. Even if you don't have the physical Bible, if you have a phone, access to the internet, the blessing is there are so many tools and resources and Bible apps and and study apps, all of these things, websites dedicated to studying the word of God. Now, I am a believer of still having a physical Bible. Because it allows you not to get as distracted, you know, if you're on a computer, laptop, whatever. And I'm pretty sure that there are some organizations, a lot of churches, they give out free Bibles. So if you're like, I want a physical Bible, just research free Bibles, call churches. I I will love a Bible, but I don't have the finances for it. I promise you, a lot of churches will say, oh, we, we have tons of Bibles because any church has been around for 20 something years. They have a, a closet full of people who have just left Bibles or someone who has passed away. I don't know, but it's a lot of these things. So don't let um, lack of money or what you feel like a lack of access to stop you. Be so determined that saying, I'm going to know the word of God, not as a pride moment where I read the whole Bible in a year, and I'm not knocking that, but as a way of you saying, I'm getting to know his character. I'm knowing his will. I'm knowing his heart. I'm knowing how he moves because the more and more you know of him, I promise you, there's this peace 
that surpasses all understanding. That's what the scripture says. That will never be removed by this world. Joy that cannot be removed by this world. A level of being loved and loving others that can never be removed by this world because you know who God is. And then you know that no no mess, no foolishness, nothing on this earth can separate you from the love of God because God will chase after you. How do I know that? Because I spend time with him in prayer. I spend time with him in my word. There's so many things where I said I refuse to even entertain because I don't even want to disrupt my relationship and my love and the love I feel from him. I hope that you have learned something. I hope that you've gained something. I really did that the, the purpose of this one specifically was to encourage you to be curious about God. If you are in lack in some way in some area in your life, I invite you to invite the Holy Spirit in. If you are not saved, let's go ahead and pray for you right now. And I want you to repeat after me, Lord, I desire you to come into my life. I know that you are the son of God and I believe that you are the son of God and you died for my sins. If you have said that you are saved, we are happy. Heaven is rejoicing. I always encourage you to find a local church home. Keep searching. Sometimes the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, six, seven, eight, nine, tenth is not the first, is not the right fit. But you keep going until you find the right home. People who are gonna who really gonna encourage you, love you, where it feels like a community. They're gonna uh, love you where you are, but they're also gonna encourage you to grow in Christ. Okay, so we want you to find a good church home, find a small group. Even if you can make it to Bible study, start there. It doesn't matter. Find something to where you're a part of the community, a part of the community. Okay, and for those of us who are saved, but you're like, I know I'm lacking because I don't know God in this. I don't know God in this area. Maybe you know him as a healer, but yet you struggle with him being your provider. Ask the Holy Spirit to come in those areas, all aspects of you and seek the knowledge, seek scriptures about him, seek scriptures about his, perf his perfect love. I want us to have that. Lord, we thank you for this time together. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for placing that within us, placing that curiosity within us. Placing that fire in us, placing that desire in us to continue to seek after you, to continue to learn more of you, to uh, just to so that we can just feel your presence on a consistent basis. We can know and we can quote the scripture when the enemy tries to come in. We know that you will lift up the standard. We will speak things into existence that is according to your will and according to your word. God, the only way we can be conquered is through Christ Jesus. But we have to know Christ Jesus. We have to know him beyond the accepting of our salvation. We have accepted him as our savior. But do we know him further than that? God, I thank you for us blossoming our relationship with you so that you may be able to call us friend. Jesus says that we are no longer uh, the servants, but we can now his friends. Let us have that beautiful relationship with you as a friend, as a father and a child, as a provider, as the king 
as royal priesthood. Lord, we thank you and we praise you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I love you all and I will speak to you next week.